This is Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From the UK, I'm Dave Knott, and joining me from New Zealand is Dave Wood. Okay, so last week I talked about my, my new app, AirSynth, and that is now it's on its way into the App Store. I hit submit a few days ago. Uh, everything's been brought together. I've got the screenshots automated, so that was really easy to do. I've actually put a, an app preview video in. Uh, my website is ready. I've done the privacy policy. Everything felt like it was ready. You know, I've got the app all, all there. Hit submit. I'm waiting for review. Uh, <laughs> it's done and, the name. Yep. <laughs> and um, and so I got rejected. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be honest, I expected it. I expected that this was going to be an app that, because it uses the depth camera to control a synthesizer, and it's a bit weird. Um, you know, it's not your run-of-the-mill, just sort of displaying data from JSON in a UI table view or something, like in terms of like just getting something in front of people. It's not like that. It's it's a synth, it's interactive, you need the depth camera on, it's, it's not usual. And so I've kind of figured the testers might find it a bit weird. Um, and I had that with the my video mixing app um on its first submission as well i had to in the end i had to send um app store review a live demo of me using it uh so a video of me in real life using the app showing it connected up to a tv um so that's how my my first ever kind of app, app review experience went so i hit a rejection and had to give them a video that that was a thing so i kind of expected that with airsynth as well and so yeah i got rejected and i've had to to respond to to what they needed uh, me to change and that's that's kind of been my weekend really that's that's been this thing bubbling away in the background as as the weekend's gone on so you've got like another build waiting for review again or or yes. the same build i guess just with extra information yeah so the reason for the rejection was actually because my uh camera permissions prompt didn't have enough information for the user so they kind of felt that it was not explaining to the user how i was going to use that data on reflection the message was kind of short and sweet and didn't really say much about it um just sort of said you know that we needed this turned on so the synth could be operated um and they wanted something just a little bit more that's quite on the ball isn't it from their point of view yeah yeah because i think especially with app store review taking less and less time it's been a while since i've submitted anything to the app store but i remember last time i did it was like i was getting stuff turned around the same day or within like 48 hours and i think with that almost came a narrative of well they they're letting all this rubbish through because they're just rushing but actually that's um yeah you know fair play to them for calling you out on that in a way Um, yeah and I, i totally don't mind being rejected for that like no i you know compared to my first ever experience where it was very much sort of hang on a second what are they even asking me here then the message i got back in for my first rejection with with go vj was i had to google it actually to find out like has anybody else hit this problem and what did they do sort of thing uh because it wasn't clear what they expected me to do whereas this time around with airsynth they said pretty clearly um 
you know, we, they opened, it was in Resolution Center. There was a message there for me, and it essentially said, we need you to provide this information, this information, and this. Bullet points, statements about what was needed, um, and actually a, a link and some guidance off to like, okay, well, it's actually you need to update um, the camera usage description in your info.p list. Like that was one of the one of the pieces of, of feedback that was there. So it's pretty to the point. It's pretty obvious what I needed to do. Um and there was a good reason for it as well. You know, the end user was not being communicated with about their privacy to the depth that Apple would like me to do. Uh well that's brilliant. That's fine. That's what I want to see them doing in the app store for, for every app. Yeah. So yeah, you can't argue with it. That's uh, no, it's, it's a good call. So I, I, I replied back and I said I, I addressed every single point of their bullet points and said, you know, this is how the because they were asking how the app uh, processed the depth data. Um, they were asking whether I stored it, whether I sent it to any third parties or anything like that. Um, oh God, yeah, because you could be doing that, couldn't you? Really? Exactly. Yeah, you could be you could be scanning people's faces, scanning stuff in the room around them, and doing whatever the hell you felt like. Uh, so I sort of you know, replied back and said, you know, I, I really don't hang on to any user data and I link them to my, my privacy policy, uh, which basically does just sort of say, I don't want your data. Um, and yeah. I said, you know, <laughs> please don't um, let me have your data, then I'm liable for it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I sort of said, you know, that, that this is my privacy policy. And, um, I actually sort of said, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy, uh, to elaborate on how the app uses this data um, and the, you know, the, the, this side of Apple, both as a um, developer and a consumer, is one that I really appreciate. So I have no problem giving you all this information and supporting this. You know, and so I addressed every single one of their points, um, told them that I was always available if, if they needed to sort of ask any other questions. Um, and I got a reply back that was it was to the point um, but actually, as far as the interactions that I've ever had with Apple on this sort of stuff, was it was quite positive. Um, they they replied back and, and said, um, they just clarified that, okay, well, we would advise that you update your your binary and resubmit with an update to your um, your camera usage description. So they they harp back to that again. Mm-hmm. That was obviously the key thing that they wanted. They wanted that communication with the user at the point in time that I used the camera. Um, and they also said um, something along the lines of, it would also be appropriate to update your privacy policy to reflect this information as well. So there was another gotcha there. And it was like, if, you, you know, if you're going to talk about how you're using user data when you ask for permission, you should perhaps have something that articulates exactly that in your privacy policy as well. I think is hint, the message hint. I would take. That that's the message I took from that. Yeah. Um, but they finished up with um, with with a notice that just sort of said, um, "And we look forward to to receiving your updated binary." Okay. So uh, on the whole, quite, a positive interaction then. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and that turn of phrase at the end was sort of left me kind of feeling like, "All oh, right, they're they're actually looking forward to seeing it back in review." That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, a positive experience overall, even though it's just a little bit more time uh, for the right reasons. You know, this means it will communicate with users properly. Um, 
and it's it's actually that that um usage description is something that i kind of missed i set it up at the beginning of the app early in development and i just hadn't come back to it you know it, it was just there it was in my info.p list i'd set it it asks you know please enable so the synth can work or something quite basic like that um and i just i've moved on and not thought about it so yeah fair play um hopefully it's not going to be in in waiting for review status for too long i have a feeling it's probably going to be a few more days because of the way the weekend times um over in cupertino and california uh but yeah hopefully not too long and then my plan is so I mean, we're recording at the start of the week by the time this is actually out as an episode hopefully i'll have actually released the app into the store cool I yeah. suppose in a way it, it kind of gives you a little bit more time to maybe do the whole sending, you know, press kits out and things like that. So, yeah, you know, every cloud, I guess, in that sense, isn't it? Exactly. And and I have been doing that and, and sort of sending it out to a few places. I need to do a bit more. So, yeah, there is that. It does give me that sort of time. Uh, yeah. and But I'm, I'm very much now at the stage where I just want the app out and gone. <laughs> You've seen enough you know, of it. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing else I want to develop on it now. I think after people have given me initial feedback and stuff like that as users, then there'll be a few things to tweak. Yeah. Uh, but but mentally, my, my headspace is sort of like, yeah, I've, I've done this now. Um, you know, this is just, it needs to be out in the wild and, and people can, can play with it. And then, like I say, I'll update it a bit later on uh, and mentally probably move on to some new ideas as well. So a few months back, uh, prior to becoming a dad again, you were definitely working on a new app and you had this this idea on the bubble um, for an application called ReadList. I I think you've been working on it again recently, Dave. Is that right? Sort of. I haven't been coding it. And part, part of that is because I've only really been sort of getting back into it properly in the last two to three weeks. I feel like, like having baby number two around the dust is... Um, settling a little bit so now i've kind of got the the headspace i'm not massively sleep deprived anymore yeah so it's been yeah it's, it's felt right to get back into it now and not to mention um you know nap times are a bit more regular so <laughs> when <laughs> when you know two o'clock in the afternoon rolls around and that's like time for a nap he actually might nap for an hour an hour and a half which you can get you can get a bit done in that time so i've been right. sort of nibbling away at it again obviously i haven't been doing much much coding partly because dub dub is so close and there's a few things this app does that i've heard through the grapevine that there might be some cool things at dub dub coming specifically with cloud kit and this app is going to lean on cloud kit quite heavily is my right. intention so i'm not really doing anything too cody with it at the moment i've actually been um i've basically been living in affinity designer and sort of coding the landing page for it okay so my process was uh what do we do roll, roll the clock back to sort of november december time i started i, I made a, a essentially a pdf of, of like what my landing page would be would look like to sort of pitch the idea of the app 
Yep. And then I thought, right, well, I better code this design into a working website so I can send people to the website. And then by that time, Oliver was born, and <laughs> yeah, that obviously wasn't going to happen. So I thought, well, I'll just I'll just email the PDF to people. I'll just say, hey, this is the design for my website. It, it explains what the app's going to do, what it's going to be. Let me know what you think. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, it kind of saved a lot of time actually, just doing it that way. And also, it's it's quicker to edit a uh, an Affinity Designer document based on feedback than it is to edit a website or at least for me it is yeah um, so i emailed off some different places um and some people have gotten back to me with some really you know nice comments been quite complimentary about what i want to do which is which is nice um, yeah i've also had some really really good feedback that's not to say that they were negative about the app it's just that they said oh have you thought about it from this angle how's this going to work because i i'm quite liable when i'm making a landing page to kind of use quite woolly language sometimes mm-hmm. and yeah um in fact sean king i spoke to him about it um he called me up on a couple of points and i kind of knew he would as well <laughs> when i sent it to him i was like <laughs> i know he's going to ask about those things <laughs> sure enough he did and i was like yeah i that was like the confirmation i needed to be like i need to go back to the drawing board and think about these things yep so i've been kind of in i don't know i guess you could call it in design mode okay this is probably a good time for it yeah, I still qualify that as working on the app, although still in my head it's like, well, it's not coding, so it's not real work. I've got to kick that mentality that I've got. I don't know where it's come mm. from, but if it's not me in Xcode, for some reason I, I don't feel like I'm actually doing work. And that, it, it's silly. It makes no sense. I'm, I'm saying it now. I know it's silly, but yeah, it's still that feeling, but hey-ho. You, you have to understand it's going to save you... Um dead ends and that sort of stuff when you come to doing the development if you've kind of got it thought out and you've you've planned out where you're going with everything yeah and the thought i keep coming back to is that had i rushed ahead and gone straight into xcode and not gone through this process i would be unpicking so much work right now yeah um and that would kill my motivation and could well have ended the project (laughs) just on that alone so yeah the feedback i've gotten has been really useful and i've been lucky that a lot of I say a lot of people I've had a few people come back to me on on with the same point as well so that's kind of you know reinforced a few things actually yeah I do need to reconsider that so right now I guess I feel like sort of as of yesterday I I feel like I'm on about version maybe four or five of my of my pitch yeah this app and I think I'm happy with it now I think it makes sense sort of if you start at the top and scroll down I think it kind of tells the story of what I'm going to be building in yep. the right way. I think it pitches the right features because I've kind of switched on some of the features that I'm pushing as the main features. So I, I feel good about it now. And I think I'm kind of in that phase now where I've, where I need to not look at it for maybe a, a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Then, just let then, it rest. Yeah. Let it rest and then come back to it and read it top to bottom again and see what makes sense and what, what doesn't make sense. But the, but the feedback I've gotten from people has been really great. And I'm really grateful for the people that have, have taken the time because, yeah. um, you know, pe- people are busy people and yeah, the fact that they took the time just out of their day to, to help me out. Basically I just sent them a, a cold email. <laughs> and some, some of them answered. So I'm really, really grateful. to That's that. really so, awesome. Yeah. And yeah. that also kind of, will hopefully help when it comes to promoting the app when it's done i'm I'm kind of i've, I've got some you know 
some beginnings of relationships with people now. Um, yeah. Rather than me going to them, hey, I've built this app, please review it. I can now sort of continue a conversation that was already started months ago. And that, that will hopefully yeah. help with the marketing thing, which I have always been terrible at. So again, that's something that I want to want to try and get right this time. There's a couple of stages to that as well. So you'll reach a point where hopefully you're able to pull together a um, a test flight beta, for example, and, and you can actually start that conversation back off again and be able to sort of say, hey, you know, we, we discussed this and this is the stage I'm at now and you can actually, you know, download the, the beta from test flight here um, if you wanted to take a look. And that that could be quite cool, you know, because then you can get that kind of like um, halfway through sort of feedback from people as well, um, which uh, serve two purposes. You'll you'll get that feedback. You can make the app better, um, and equally, it's keeping it um, in the back of people's minds that this is an app that is going to be released, you know, and that it's on its way. So, so that's something I think you could do. Yeah, and that's kind of how I left the conversation. Um, obviously once we'd finished discussing things because on on with a few different people um <clears throat> i've spoken to um people from like mac stories and yeah the, the kind of way i left it was that can i let you know when there's a beta kind of thing and you know everyone's been like yeah sure great so that's that's, that's yeah. really nice well um, why not if you if you spent that time to sort of give give some advice then i i personally would want to sort of see the follow-up and uh you know, I've said to you before, I want you to build this app because I want to use it. I want to play with it. So I'm I'm looking forward to your beta as well. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's that's absolutely the right way to sort of leave that sort of conversation and, and then sort of set things up to, to make that contact again later on. Um, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool to see this come together, I think. Um, like I say, I have a personal interest in that I want this app to exist because I want to use it. Uh, but equally, I'm, I'm kind of interested to sort of see you, you know, take, getting back into this 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 whole side of things again as well. It's it's cool. I think um, it's a good idea to sort of be only at the design stage this side of Dub Dub. Um, yeah. We're not far away now. Oh, we you know are really I mean? not far away, are we? No, we're it's... what another three weeks. Yeah, it, da- it dawned on me the other day that in a month's time, I, I could have this 16-inch MacBook that I've been talking about for months now <laughs> yeah potentially in my head it's it's still that thing that's like so far out and then actually it's crept up on us and it's like damn three weeks mm-hmm. i was i was still like in the it's months away phase in my head whenever i think of dub dub oh that's months away and then yeah it wasn't until i think i listened to the la- the latest or the latest plus one um episode of core intuition where they were saying about it i was like holy hell yeah it's, it's really <laughs> really not far away no um so no, yeah i feel really like not. it if I was to go too far down the down the code kind of thing, you know, with coding the app, I, th- I feel like there's a couple of areas where Apple could make my life a lot easier. Yeah. So, and and I think this time is is now spent well within in the design because, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I showed you my sort of design for it early on, sort of back last year. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- I think it's fair to say it's changed quite a bit since then. I'm. I'm basically trying to pitch it as I'm mean, it's it's basically it's like an RSS reader. I'm trying to pitch it as a newsreader and I don't think I got that pitch right um, yeah. last time because 
yeah, I think I was still kind of leaning into the RSS stuff. And obviously it will be powered through RSS feeds, but I don't I don't want people to have to know that. Yeah. It, it's I, I, I want to market it as a newsreader and never ever mention RSS if I can get away with it. That's, that's yep. kind of where I'm going. And I think I was leaning into the wrong features as almost like my USP. Um, I don't know if you recall, one of my features was that by default, it was going to load articles via the web browser. Yes. Actually, I don't think that's the right way to go now. So you can still choose to load articles via web browser if you want to and make it the default on a site-by-site basis. If there's one site that you know their RSS feed is limiting you in some way or they don't give you the whole article, then yeah, sure, for that site, click the switch and you'll just get the whole thing direct from Safari and it'll be just like reading it off the web. Yeah. But I think that was possibly the wrong feature to lean into yep. a couple of people that i spoke to in the press picked up on it but just when i was showing friends and family they were just starting to glaze over a little bit like why why are you making this whole debate about reading from a web browser because isn't that how you read anyway kind of thing yeah i can just use the web browser i guess is is um that sort of feeling i mean i understand why i would want the you know the indexing the feed and all of that sort of stuff um to come through to me um, but I guess, yeah, it's a, it's a harder sell for people that, that probably don't understand or want to use RSS up front. Yeah, I mean, they, they weren't even aware, like people that I spoke to kind of outside of the tech press, that a lot of them weren't even aware that you could read in like an RSS reader style right. reading. You know, where you get like the whole distraction-free, kind of you just get the content of the article and that's that. Yeah. They They weren't even aware that you could do that. And they'd never heard of RSS before. So trying to come up with a name for that experience, I'm calling it like the, the clean room, like the clean room reading experience. So it's like one of the, the benefits of using this app is that you can read your articles in what we call the clean room and it all looks really nice and you don't get any distractions. Yep. And whereas before I was saying, um, you know, it'll default to load in the web browser and if you want to, you can turn on the clean room, but you probably won't want to. That was kind of my, my pitch before. So you've, um, you've pulled that out as a more key kind of feature. Whereas now I'm going all in on the clean room and then yeah. kind of a little bit of text in small print beneath the, the section where I talk about it saying um, not all sites will allow their articles to be read in their entirety in the clean room. If this is the case, you can switch to using Safari just on an ad hoc basis or on a site-by-site basis by default. Yep. Um so I think the message is a lot clearer now and it kind of, I think that was the wrong feature as well to kind of lead with as like, this is why you want to use ReadList because it will load stuff in a web browser for you. Because <laughs> first of all, that's yep. not that much of a compelling feature in itself, but also any other RSS app could just add a switch to say load articles in Safari by default in the setting screen. And they've just instantly copied, well not copied, <laughs> it's not really a copyable feature, it's just a... Uh, yeah. I no longer have a USP because they can just do it really easily. It's not. It's, it's, the argument is it's not unique unique enough of a USP. No, I think is probably the thing there. And and so, listening to what you've said, this kind of sounds to me very much like you had the original core idea. Um, you had all these other kind of features that the app can do, and what you've done here is kind of revised. Uh, not just exactly what the app is doing, but actually reordering the priority of features, how you explain them to the user, um, and and kind of that that direction in terms of its um, its unique selling points and all of that sort of stuff. So you're not necessarily 
completely change the app itself. It's more like a revision. Yeah. Um, and and so in that sense, to me, this rings true as a process. This is a case of you've you've started off with your your first draft. You're now, like you say, you feel like you're on draft four. As Maybe it were. five. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this this sounds to me very much like you sort of you're approaching it in the right way, and it's helping you kind of zero in and 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 hone things down to to what they really need to be. And uh, and the other thing I'm kind of getting from you with this is and feel free to disagree but um initially it sounded very much like you were focusing as a developer on this you know you were focusing very much in terms of what it will do right so that's sort of uh very nuts and bolts quite quite technical i guess you know you were talking about rss and you're expecting um, a certain level of upfront knowledge from people at that point as well and um that that's quite a typical kind of developer trait is is to sort of go okay well, what does it do and and the, the the flip of that the bit that then turns it into more of a sort of sales pitch or um a product design i guess is when you turn that on its head and you're actually thinking about why does somebody want to use this and and then when you sort of approach it in the in the why and and, and put that primarily at the top then i think everything else sort of starts to hang off it you know, it's, it's organizing around around a sort of core, well, why? Then all these other features, these what's, if you like, have a logical place sort of structured under that. And, and, and the priority of them perhaps becomes clearer as you sort of flesh things out as well. So it sounds, sounds to me like you've kind of been in, in that sort of mode over the last few weeks. It's sort of like reorganizing it around the sort of core why or whys of the app. Uh, um, yeah, that hits the nail on the head. Perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have said that better myself. Yeah. Um yeah, I I've, I've um essentially been doing exactly what you just said. And I feel like now I'm yeah, like I say, I, I need to just maybe not look at it for a couple of days and then come back at it. I mean, really, Oliver being born and me taking my foot off the gas with this has almost been one of the best things that's happened to the app. Because I think had you know, had he not been born and I just carried on developing it, I probably would have fallen down a rabbit hole of, you know, that kind of developer mode where you just start coding and then you make wrong decisions and then you think, well, I'm so far down this track now that I've got to finish it and yep. you end up with something that's not really that good or not really necessary or fulfilling any kind of role. Yep. So, yeah, having, I mean, essentially, what well, Oliver was born in December, I don't think I properly looked at this again until sort of March or April time. So it's had all that time to just be a project that's on my laptop that I haven't looked at. And that is a long time to look at some, to not look at something, to then look at it again. And then you see all of its flaws instantly. Yeah. Uh, it's, quite, it's quite a powerful thing. So in a way it's quite a, quite timely the way, the way it's all panned out. And yeah, the feed, the feedback has been great. And yeah, again, I can't stress enough how thankful I am that people took the time because some of the, the, the feedback I got was really detailed from some people. Um, I really do thank them for that. So yeah, now I'm sort of, I feel like I'm coming to the end of design mode. There's probably going to be smaller little tweaks I'm going to make. And yeah, sit tight, see what DubDub brings in terms of APIs that might help me out. Because say, I'm here through the grapevine, there might be a few that could serve me well. So I'd hate to go and build a load of stuff to then only find there's an API that can do it in like two lines of code after uh, June the 3rd. 
and um, yeah, then then we'll start moving forward with uh, with some proper development. I think. Okay, we'll call that a wrap. If you've enjoyed today's show, it'd be great if you could leave us a review on iTunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in Overcast by hitting that star button. That will help us reach even more like-minded people. Um, Also, we have our Slack channel. We'd love to invite you to join. Our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out. If you'd like to join, uh, just leave us a message on Twitter at WFR Podcast and we'll get you signed up. So, Dave, before we run off, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at DWRoboHeads. That's RoboHeads spelled with a Z. And you can find my apps at RoboHeads.com. Again, that's RoboHeads spelled with a Z. How about you, Dave? You can follow me online at DaveNot.co.uk or on Twitter, I'm at underscore DaveNot.com.